Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, my name is Gabrielle Barnes, and I'm here from the Library of Congress and the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. I'm here today with Tamara Rory, our Braille Program Specialist at NLS, and we'd like to talk today about the exciting Braille e-reader program or pilot that's coming from NLS. Hi, Tamara. Hi, Gabrielle. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about why NLS is developing an e-reader? We are developing an e-reader because we wanted to find an accessible and portable means for people to be able to read Braille. We needed to be able to provide electronic Braille to people and have something that was more portable than Braille volumes. Exciting. So um, we've been told kind of that this is something that's easy to use, that it's more affordable than what's available to our patrons right now. So how will this device help our users and help our network libraries? Yeah, the, the device for the users is free, so it is definitely affordable. It's available to anyone who is a current patron of the um, National Library Service. Um, It's going to be helpful to our patrons in that, as I said, it's very portable. You can actually put thousands of Braille books on one e-reader. Um, the e-reader looks like a small paperback book. So you could imagine that um, if you're used to seeing Braille volumes that are 11 by 11 and three or four inches thick, and each book maybe two or three or four of those, then this is a definite uh, improvement. As for the libraries, um, it's going to be a space saver because they won't have to keep as much hard copy Braille in-house. It's going to help with... Um, mold and degradation of Braille. You know, we've been doing Braille now for almost 100 years, and um, we keep all those books, but they are on paper, and paper will not last. So we have to come up with a way in which we can preserve this Braille and uh, make it available to everyone. Right. So that digital Braille that they have at the libraries, that's also helpful for the users um, if, you know, that makes it a little more um, searchable or easy for readers to locate what they're what they're trying to read. If the reader is using a book that is, um, you know, something that they would search instead of just a book they'd read straight through, then yes, they will have all kinds of navigational tools to search through the book to um, look up things. They can bookmark things in the book just like they would in a um, hard copy book. So there are lots of features of the Braille display that will make it very useful for um, for the patrons. Right. And then, of course, on top of everything else, it just makes it um, uh, more timely. They're able to get Braille volumes faster instead of waiting for the mail, right? Yeah, it's faster in two ways. Number one, uh, they don't have to wait for the mail. But number two, the books go on BARD. The digital files go on to BARD before the hard copy is um, ready for distribution to the the, um, the patrons. So 
uh, they will be able to download a book immediately when it's available. Wow. So um, I think one of the things that you've mentioned is, so with these, you know, the libraries having more space for them to, you know, not have to have as many Braille copies, um, are we moving away from hard copies at all or are we still going to be, our libraries will still have hard copy Braille? Libraries will still have hard copy. Let me say that hard copy will still be available to the patron. Um, How that's going to play out at this point is unclear because we're still working on it. But we have made a decision that we will always make hard copy available. We are looking at lots of different ways to do that. Maybe hard copy on demand is one of our possibilities. Um, And that means that maybe there will be a central location where if you want hard copy, you just request it. They send it right to you. It would be your copy to keep as opposed to something that you would have to mail back. Fantastic. So last year, we talked a little bit about the pilot program for this e-reader. So can you tell us who's involved and um, a little bit about uh, the libraries or the states that are um, participating? Yes. We, um, last year when we, when we participated in ACB, we had not actually started the pilot. But shortly thereafter, we did start the pilot. The first four states to participate have been uh, Maryland, Utah, Kentucky, and Iowa. Since then, we've added New Jersey. Alabama just started um, the into the pilot. And we also have um, Utah was, you know, it was just the state of Utah. As some people may know, Utah services about 20 other states. So they will start uh, distributing books to some, I mean, e-readers to some of the, some of the other states. Those include Georgia, um, Connecticut, Arizona, Oklahoma, Minnesota. Um, I don't have them all in front of me, but those are some of the states that um, Utah will start distributing e-readers to. And so we are trying to, you know, it's a rolling pilot. Once you are in the pilot, you get your e-reader. There are responsibilities for doing surveys because we are doing data collection. But after the six months of surveys, then you you keep your e-reader. You're in. You're no longer in the pilot. It's just that your library now distributes e-readers. So once you're in the pilot, you keep your e-readers. Okay, fantastic. Um, now, you mentioned that you're collecting data. So what is something or what are the things that we've learned so far from the patrons who are using the e-readers in the pilot? We've been collecting data for almost a year now on this pilot. Um, the first thing we've learned is that people really do want to read Braille. The pilot libraries um have increased their Braille usage by 250% when it comes to downloading from BARD. Right now, two-thirds of the BARD downloads are are basically from pilot libraries. We, um, we, you know, when the when we started the pilot, we noticed this huge increase, and we thought it would kind of level off because we figured it was just a fluke. People were very excited. But it really hasn't. Uh, people are thrilled with this 
unit and they are really reading Braille. And that is the main goal of what we're trying to do. Um, another thing we've learned is that people are really willing to help each other. Uh, we set up a, a listserv for people who are participating. And they go there on there talking about how to help each other. If they have a question, they know they can ask one of their fellow fellow users of the e-reader and that person will assist them or somebody will assist them. So that's been it's been great. That's awesome. So the pilot is continuing, of course. Um, we're looking forward to, um, you know, some point in the future when these are going to be available to all of our patrons. But for now, as the pilot continues, what are we looking to learn um, from our patrons, from the data you're collecting? What more information are we are we hoping to, to gain? We really need to know more about or one of the things that we're looking at is whether people would adopt the e-reader as a means of reading Braille. You know, a lot of people have never used a Braille display. And, you know, a lot of people have said they would never want to. So we wanted to find out if people would use one if they had one available. And we are finding that people are willing to use it. Um, we wanted to find out if people... Um, you know, would would be able to use it. A lot of our users are older and not necessarily computer literate or computer savvy. And so we wanted to know, would we be able to help these people be able to use this device, especially when a lot of our um, libraries don't have blind people in them who are working there. So, you know, a lot of the tech support had to be from people who are not Braille readers. And so we're finding that that we are able to provide appropriate training for people so that they can still assist each other. Great. So when uh, when these uh, e-readers are available, then our libraries will be able to assist um, patrons in using the device, like troubleshooting with basic functions and, and things like that? Yes. All the libraries are expected to participate in training um, when they are participating in the pilot. Now, for the libraries that are that are contracted out, meaning their Braille comes from another source like Utah, Utah is providing the training and the tech support. However, if the library is interested, they are still able to get training in tech support, uh, training in tech support as well. That way, if they get a call, they will be able to help their um, patron. Fantastic. So um, we've talked a little bit about uh, the pilot itself, but let's, if you can remind us just what this Braille Eater Reader um, device is, uh, is, is like and what, what the device that is being tested right now um, kind of looks like. Yeah, we have two devices, and they are equivalent. Uh, they don't look quite the same, but they are equivalent. Both devices are 20-cell Braille displays. They have Perkins-style keyboards. They have Bluetooth and wireless um, connectivity. Uh, they each can use an SD card as well as a USB port. They You can plug our um, cartridges, our USB be cartridges into the unit 
and the books, though that's for specifically for people who maybe don't have Wi-Fi connectivity, so they can get their books on a cartridge and plug that cartridge in, and the books will be will be removed from the cartridge and be on their unit. Both units have 16 gigs of memory, and so that's a lot of memory for um, for Braille books. The one thing that our units don't have, and that we at this point don't intend to include, would be an editor. Because, you know, this is a book reader, it's for reading books. So we don't have an editor included. Uh, both readers, you can connect to BARD directly and download your books directly into the e-reader. They they are for Braille, not audio. Fantastic. So basically, the e-reader um, is, you know, is specifically for our our Braille readers who are using books uh, from our collection. Um, and, you know, there are other uh, other ways that people can use it based on the Bluetooth functions, but it's something that's specifically for our patrons that we're um, providing. So it's provided uh, free of charge like the talking book player. Is that right? Correct. And like the talking book player, you can... Um do some other things like, for example, you can read uh, HTML, DAISY, PDFs, doc files. So you can read other f- file formats as well as BRF. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we look forward to more updates as this pilot continues through the rest of this year and, and on into the future. Um, Tamara, we really appreciate you talking with us today. And for those of you who are listening, be sure to follow NLS on Facebook. And if you're interested in hearing more about NLS, listen in for our presentations on the updates to BARD, on future plans for content delivery, and on NLS's work in enhancing the accessibility of books and magazines. Thank you for listening.